going to start this episode of You Killed It Off with a... You Killed It Off makes it sound like a totally different podcast. With a listener comment, I'm John Chidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander. And Michelle Francis, longtime listener, who, by the way, said some very kind things to us, Sheldon, that I'll forward you, uh, I guess, okay. once we're done recording. But she wanted to point out, last episode of You Killed It, we were talking about Arissa's exit, where she just flipped everyone off, gave mm -hmm. the old half-baked, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, fuck you, I'm out, you know? <laughs> Yeah. There, there's our explicit tag for this episode. Um, but Michelle flagged for us a lengthy Twitter uh, rant, I guess, uh, where Arissa explained what was going through her head. And, like, it's a lot. There's, like, 20 tweets in this chain. But the big, okay. the big takeaway is that she, Arissa, has a very strong gluten allergy. And even cross-contamination could set her skin off, like, and put her in significant pain. And because of the circumstances of filming, they didn't, she, like, had her own food, but, it, like, she had, like, her own cutting board. Like, she couldn't even have, like, crumbs uh, yeah. from bread on it, and other people would use that. Or, like, her food would get contaminated in whatever way with... Mm -hmm. uh, allergens for her and it would have to be thrown out like you're not going to be able to track down a breadcrumb right and to get new food would take several days because of like COVID-19 protocols and quarantining the food and then like having to tape over the name brands so it can be in the house yeah. and get, like all that stuff so she in her words was either in like pain having an, al uh, an allergic reaction or like super hungry and she also singled out Alton for being uh, two-faced in a word again I'm really I'm really summarizing this this is like a long frankly pretty level-headed analysis from Arissa so just like there was more going on that we didn't see and like th and she actually pointed to one of the challenges she pointed out that you can see that she's doubled over in pain when TJ's like giving them the rules and she's like, okay, manically um, scratching her eyes. Cause they're so itchy. Cause she's in the midst of like a severe allergy attack. So that like, that's a, I think some important context that we didn't have. Like I'm not, everyone was pretty yeah. down on Arissa for quitting, but that I think is some important context. No, for sure. Totally. And, and I'll always be here for the added context. So nothing wrong with that at all. Totally get it. Totally understand. Um, it sucks that it went down that like that though. Yeah, it does. Like, cause I would have been interested, interested to see how that competition would have played out between her and Beth. Mm -hmm. I, I liked how Darrell when to kick off episode five, how Darrell put it where he says to Beth, dominating performance dominating <laughs> Darrell's been yes. great all season uh I also mm -hmm. have to ask because we've been talking a lot about the music on this podcast a little Alanis Morissette uh uninvited national hero up here in Canada are you a big Morissette guy you rock with Alanis I mean I pay respects <laughs> to the fact that you know 
It's one of the the OGs in terms of you know my youth. Yeah, I was knowing what you know what was going down. I can't say it's been on my Apple Music playlist <laughs> recently or anything like that, but yeah give respects i uh i don't want to be like an alanis morissette hipster here but i was a fan of hers way back when she was on you can't do that on television so well played well played. early days ytv this is this yep. is our deep cut canadian content just to kick things off right oh yes oh yes what are we talking here episode five yes That's episode five on? i mean it was interesting because the way that it ended, Arissa leaving, but now we're going into this episode where you kind of know at this point the game is really beginning because alliances are out. We're starting to see more and more twists come out. And, you know, you you got to solidify those bonds. So the way that it starts with Beth and Cyrus talking about how much they both needed each other and him being mad that he went out like a chump however long ago it was 11 years ago 11 years ago it's kind of interesting but these episodes very much i want to say tell you what's going to happen like you kind of know where the episode's going right off the beginning right absolutely i found that it's been like that throughout this season and i feel like the more that i get into this season of the challenge i feel like it's more of an intro to people like that's what it's meant it's meant for right like we like it i think it's been okay like i'm not you know, I don't think it's amazing. I don't think it's horrible or anything like that. I'm just like, okay, this is all right. But every time I'm viewing it, I'm thinking, okay, this is just introducing people to the challenge. Like this is like challenge light. Yeah, that's exact. That's exactly the phrase I was going to use. I had similar thoughts, less so about the formatting of each episode. Although you're totally right that they definitely telegraph what's going to happen every episode. But in my mind, it's more challenge light because people are not like people are taking it seriously, but not as seriously as mm -hmm. it's sort of like, um, I don't want to call them amateurs because that's not fair, but like the people that are competing on regular seasons of the challenge, they're playing to win from day one and like i think in some ways this is more entertaining because people are more relaxed and they're drinking and they're partying and they're hooking up but it's not nearly as competitive and we even see it sort of in this opening scene where you know everyone's talking about how like oh now diplomacy's out the window now like yeah. uh, like lines are being drawn people are getting more serious about competing on a regular season yeah. the challenge People walk into the house and are like, people have formed alliances before the seasons even start rolling, right? Like we have people sliding into each other's DMs being like, all right, here's our crew of four for the season. You know what I mean? Uh, and like sure. physically trained up. And I know this is obviously an older cast, so not everyone is in that kind of shape. But like it is, yeah, I think Challenge Light is a good way of putting it. I'm still enjoying it. But it is, yeah. it's definitely a different flavor. Yeah, you still get to see a bunch of different characters and we move on and like Elton, Alton, sorry, is like climbing the wall and all that. And I thought it was funny because you mentioned Darrell and like my line of the episode was super early, but it's Darrell. He says, 
sure, go climb a wall or whatever y'all want. And I hope y'all fall and bust your head so I can win the money. <laughs> like you're right about Darrell. Darrell, whether it's a new challenge or old challenge, Darrell's here entertaining us and giving us uh, great lines. So I appreciated that. But if we go to the actual, like this, um, the daily competition, they set it up as a mini challenge, right? So it's basically a race. You have to carry a huge log, log with the, your teammate, your team, pardon me, and you race to different checkpoints. And at the different checkpoints, you have to solve a puzzle. As you solve that puzzle, you pick up another log, you go to another checkpoint, so on and so forth. And along the way, you lose numbers till eventually the last run, you're carrying a log by yourself to the very end. Um, the other twist, though, is that we find out that there's no more lifesavers. And I think that was interesting. I found that interesting, but I like that twist. Uh, but let's save the twists for a bit because well, no, no, let's, let's go. I, what do you, what do you think about that? I, I just want to say Jemmy is so fucking smart because she says whenever TJ is vague with his words, you have to pay extra attention. Yeah. And again, I know I've said this on previous episodes of you killed it, but this is an advantage that Jemmy Durrell and Anissa and I guess Derek have, where because they've been on the show more recently, they know some of the production tells. They yeah. they view the game in a different way. Right? And like mm -hmm. some of these people that are on the show, this would be their first time meeting TJ Lavin. Right? So yeah. they like they don't know how to read TJ, who's a little inscrutable in his way. But Jemmy is just so right that like whenever he gets vague, something's up. And this was a classic example. No more lifesavers. Like it's clear that they're not just going to like not replace it with something like there's something else coming. Um, so early on, you know, as you said, they're broken up into teams and they're large teams of six. I guess it was six, five uh six yeah and early on this is my line of the episode Darrell says a big easy that boy must have been watching goddamn wheel of fortune his entire life because big easy they have to the first puzzle is they have to do math equations and the math equations like the uh answer has a corresponding letter so then you have to run go get the letter and then you're spelling something out and big easy is able to guess correctly some of the letters to get the first answer to help his and Darrell's team. I'm curious, yeah. are you a, a big Wheel of Fortune guy? Uh, I can't really say anymore, but like, you know, I get it. I feel like we're of age where if you're a certain age group, you remember the Commodore 64. Yes. <laughs> is it Commodore 64? Is that the computer yeah, that had yeah, the yeah. old Wheel of Fortune game? When I was in, I think I feel like I must have been in grade one. Yep. If I remember that correctly um but yeah of course obviously growing up pat sajak and vanna white still a thing pat sajak actually making an appearance recently on uh, uh the levitard show anyone who watches that uh pat sajak's a, a regular on the levitard show and i mean if you get the show then that doesn't that makes sense if you don't really watch the show you're kind of like what <laughs> but either way yes wheel of fortune really cool not mad at Wheel of Fortune at all. So to see Big Easy basically pick things up there, 
it was interesting, but it made sense. Like after a while, after you get a certain amount of letters, yeah, it's kind of simple, kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. And the copper team was first, which is the Big Easy, Darrell, Ruthie, Kate, Mark, and Anissa team. They were the first ones out to get to the next or to leave the first checkpoint. And as they're going up the hill and carrying the log, the focus to me really shifts to the fact that who needs a break, right? And I, I feel like that team wanted a break, but Mark was being a leader and kept saying, no, 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 let's keep going, let's keep going, let's keep going. Meanwhile, Alton was gassing out like crazy. Well, I, I want to talk about both Big Easy and Alton because I noticed, yeah, Mark was really motivating his team and he there's some mentally tough individuals like anisa is tough as nails as an example right but one thing this episode reminded me of why i dislike big easy (laughs) okay i'm not because he's annoying he is annoying and specifically what bothers me about him can you hear that by the way i can yeah (laughs) that's fine okay never mind you say you can i can yeah oh okay (laughs) that's all right whatever we're pros it's totally fine (laughs) he there's a moment where they're showing the team struggling and my guy has like a single hand underneath the log and he's and like his arm is like at a 90 degree angle like he's walking as far away as possible while still touching the log and i'm like of i let's say that log weighs 200 pounds He's maybe carrying two pounds of it. Meanwhile, Katie is, who's tiny, is under it and like totally shouldering the burden. And I'm not here to like shame anyone on their body type, but I Mm -hmm. always find that Big Easy is the first to cut corners. He's always the first one to gas out. (laughs) And like part of it is mentality, right? Mm -hmm. And like, how can you, when you're, obviously a larger person than katie how can you lay a single hand on a log when you see someone so much smaller than you just grinding it out yeah yeah right and like and i think it just went because he knew that being boys with mark kind of gives him a bit of a pass mm -hmm. right like he knows he has some extra rope to you know not be good (laughs) if that makes sense and the fact that they were being led so well by Mark and Kendall, right? Like yeah. it just, it just made everything work so smoothly. Um, and then we get I to, don't know, but I think, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say like, that was the interesting part, right? Like there wasn't much, or at least they didn't show us much yelling from Mark's team at all. But the next phase of all this is where things get really interesting. Well, sorry. I, I want to talk about Alton versus cyrus as well in terms of mentality okay because alton is in fantastic shape Mm -hmm. cyrus is not as in good shape but cyrus has like a messed up ankle and is given her and like this is not just my opinion but like jemmy notices it too that alton is Mm -hmm. totally gassed out and yet Cyrus is 
visibly struggling but not complaining and still has the log on his shoulder and he's still in there getting it out and to me again this is a, another example of mentality right and like you know there might be other things going on you know alton maybe didn't have enough um uh carbs like a day or two before obviously he's yeah. to be in the kind of shape he's in you have to be very diet conscious which i like yeah. sure I also think though that like when you're in the challenge house you can count on the fact that you're gonna be so physically active that like it almost diet almost doesn't matter anymore like it's okay if you're having pasta every day because yeah. you know what's it like what's it matter when you're running 10 miles every day or however active they are like it's you can have those potato chips because it you're gonna burn it off it doesn't matter for sure. For sure. Yeah. I just think it, it was sad to see and, and credit to Cyrus for at least gutting it out and, and keep on going and not getting mad at Alton in the moment. Right. Cause he could have, and you've seen situations like that throughout watching the, you know, watching all this where you notice and you see, Oh, wait a second. Uh, this is hurting the team more because they're arguing that didn't happen. No. So you got to give Cyrus credit for that for sure. Um, but as they got to the next checkpoint, it was a breakdown where the team split up even more and you're now just partnered with someone. And I think who you ended up partnered with definitely played a factor and you would need to help that. Like you need to make a good decision on that for sure. Like right away, because that would make or break how well you would do. And you have to put together this puzzle and there's a board and you got to memorize and it's a challenge logo, but it's all with different colors, but they're all kind of similar at the same time. And, you know, you have to memorize the board, run across and put together your puzzle piece. But because again, it's so similar and I think it would be tough because you're also tired. So now like, what are you also seeing while you're exhausted? That also plays a part into it too. And um, then you get it checked and you have no idea. The thing to me that made it the equalizer was even if you start putting the pieces together and then you get a check, you don't really know what's wrong. And there's like 20 something pieces that you're putting up there. So like, who knows, how do you know what you have wrong? So I thought that was, that was interesting. Um, I also thought it was interesting. Well, it'd be impossible if you're colorblind, like you would stand no chance. Oh yeah. And for sure. Like not to get in, like deep into color theory, but if you're working with a partner and you have two different definitions of what navy blue is or okay. or like teal or whatever, like you wouldn't even be able to like describe to each other. Like even what you were saying about how they're the colors are all so similar, Durrell was sort of explaining that when he was doing a confessional, like a straight to camera. Mm -hmm. And at one point one of the colors he listed off, like I disagreed with his definition of that color, or at least the color they showed when he said, I think he said teal. I was like, I wouldn't have called that teal. And like, I could just mm -hmm. see like, as you said, like you're hot, you're sweaty, you're tired, you're stressed out. And someone's saying like, oh yeah, no, the navy green one. And you're like, wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, it would be so, Yeah. it would be challenging because everyone sees colors differently, right? To some degree. So if you have any sort of colorblindness or like a slight definition, like difference, a difference in definition, 
this could be a yeah. nightmare. It's not like numbers, which are cut and dry. For sure. And, you know, again, the other big part of all this was who you picked as a teammate. And despite Mark being there first, they didn't do really well at all. A lot of people on Mark's team didn't really do too well. But Kendall and Letarian, um, they did well. They complete the board first. And it was funny because they did show the scene when they first got there. And Letarian was like, oh, no, I'm grabbing Kendall. <laughs> like he knew who he wanted to be partnered with. And same thing with Kellyanne and Derek, who were the second team to be done. And then as the teams filter through, you're just ba basically making a run for the finish. And uh, by that point, Letarian ends up coming in first. He screams really loudly and then the beat kicks in for mo money mo problems yes i noted that too and i just thought that was great editing um the way that they put that together like it just like it was screaming to my soul <laughs> i mean i don't even know what happened after i don't know who came in like third fourth fifth whatever because i was just too busy rocking out to puffy and mace <laughs> right like that's a big time song that's it that was a massive song. Was that 97 that that like the video came out? It's got to be somewhere around there. 97, 98, somewhere around there. That was huge. Um, and also, I love that this is our second straight episode where Mace is mentioned. Like that's oh, that's yeah. how you know things are rolling when you've got Mace in the mentions. It's funny that this is now old school, right? Because, I mean... It definitely is, but it's just funny to think of it in that sense, right? And I remembered recently, so I had this moment a couple years ago where, so for people who don't know, we do the pod, we're both from Toronto, right? Um, every summer over something called Carabana Weekend, which is a huge like Caribbean festival, Drake also throws OVO Fest. And OVO Fest obviously has become a really big thing as well because Drake will bring out special guests. And I've been to almost all of them, right? Like every year, it's just a fun thing. It's also my birthday weekend. So it also just like provides fun and entertainment to an already good weekend as is, right? So I've missed, I want to say two or three years of OVO. And I think they've done nine of them. But one of them I missed, I was in London, England that summer. And the other one I missed I remember I just had a backyard party that weekend. And I remember I didn't end up going to OVO the next day because I was just like tired. So like, it was just a long weekend. We, you know, partied the whole weekend. And then by the time the Monday rolled around, I was like, ah, I'm tired. I'm just going to chill. And I'll, I don't suffer from FOMO. That's not something that I do. That's just not most of the time. If I'm going to go do something, I'm just going to go do it right? I'll figure out a way and go do it. I don't really, FOMO is not something that I speak that language, but I remember sitting there and being on Twitter when the timeline just went crazy because Puffy and Mace came out at OVO Fest. And I can't lie, I had serious FOMO in that moment. I've seen Stevie Wonder at an OVO Fest before, right? I've seen Jay-Z and Eminem at OVO Fest before. And that was all amazing. More recently, you've seen Nelly, which has become a conversation recently, which is a story for off air, but we'll get to that. Um, but the Puffy and Mace, that was a FOMO for me because that's just like childhood me would have really appreciated seeing Puffy and Mace. 
I don't blame you for being salty about missing out on that because and we already said this last episode, but Puffy and Mace and Bad Boy Entertainment were so formative mm-hmm. and like so big. Like uh, I have cousins from New Zealand and one of them came to Toronto for the summer between grade eight and grade mm-hmm. nine which is when um, I'll Be Missing You was like the number, like that was the song that summer, right? Like that was a huge track. That was like this time last year, it was like May, June. And also like like I graduated from grade eight and like that was like obviously a big song along with um, Green Day, Good Riddance. Mm -hmm. But I remember telling my like 40-something-year-old New Zealander cousin about like notorious big's death and why is a big deal like yeah. this so to like and mace is probably i mean i'm a big 112 guy mm-hmm. but mace is probably my favorite member of the bad boy family yeah maybe craig mack who's underrated and doesn't get enough love. <laughs> okay but but yeah so i'm with you i if i were in your shoes i'd also feel some kind of way about missing out on that For at sure. obo fest and speaking of missing out Missing out on the finishing this event were Cyrus and Beth, who they just timed out. They didn't even finish that puzzle. Uh, meanwhile, as mentioned, Latarian won by a lot. And then Kendall, mm-hmm. so they're both safe from elimination. Um, Cyrus has to go to the arena, right? For yeah. coming in last. And here comes the drama because cyrus and alton are having a conversation and cyrus is very honest he's like i want to go against you and we very rarely in the history of all the challenge do we ever see normally it's like back it's behind the back normally there's like multiple conversations going on where you know to alton's face cyrus might be like oh yeah i don't know i gotta figure it out i don't really know i'm not sure but and no 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 cyrus was like no no no. i want to go against you I was even questioning whether you were throwing it and you were trying to force me in because that's how bad you were doing in this challenge. And I was just like, whoa, I didn't even think that far. It made me wonder, is there some other underlying issues or tension between those two dudes? Because it just seemed weird. But I mean, he was just mad at him for costing the event, which I don't really think it did cost him the event, but we can discuss that. Um I, I don't think it like let's talk about it now. I don't think it cost him the no, event. No, of course not. You got you because there's a, you failed the puzzle there's by other a people lot. that were yeah. There's nothing. Alton had nothing to do with Beth and Cyrus not being able to finish, and the proof is also Big Easy and Katie were second last, yeah. right? Yep. And Big Easy and his Wheel of Fortune skills got his team out to a huge exactly. lead. So even though Big Easy kind of half-assed it, Mark carried the day to get them to the next checkpoint. Mm-hmm. So Big Easy and Katie had the opposite in the first leg, and yet they were almost just as bad as Beth and Cyrus. So it really made no doesn't sense. really hold weight. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. But Alton wanted, he thought that it should be Big Easy, which leads to a very interesting, I will say this season, the uh, deliberations are very interesting. No matter which way they go, they've always been interesting during this season. And this time around, uh, Mark takes charge and says, you know, hey, Cyrus wants Alton. And I thought it was good. A lot of good points were brought up from a lot of different people, which is 
very, very rare. <laughs> yeah. But it made me think, what would I do in this situation? And to be honest, for me, I think I would give Cyrus what he wants because, you know, the other side that's not brought up a lot is if you lose, you want to be able to say that you went out with your head held up and there's no shame in going out against Alton. Do you know what I mean? And I think that plays a big part of it. I think a lot of these people going back to the point that you made at the beginning, there's a lot of, you know, yeah, it'd be great to win money, but there's a lot of people who are just kind of happy to be here because I haven't done a challenge in a while. And so it's just cool to kind of be here. So I would give Cyrus what he wants. If you want to go out against Alton, cool. No skin off my back. No problem. I also think that if you're a guy on the show and you look at Cyrus versus Alton, you want it versus Big Easy as as the other obvious mm-hmm. option. I would rather go against Cyrus like in the final. Sure. Like you got to be thinking like who do you want to go against in the final? I'd rather have Big Easy who has a history of gassing out mm-hmm. and Cyrus who has a bad ankle rather than Alton. And at the very least, I would want, like, they've gotten away from this on the main show of the challenge, but I think that if you can get the best against the best in an elimination, that's always going to benefit you. Yeah. And I think this is an example. I wouldn't say that Cyrus is the best, but, like, that decision's taken out of their hand. But if you can get Alton in there, find out what happens. Find out. One thing I have to note is Nehemiah votes for Derek, and I can't tell if Derek was like mad, mad, or like laughing it off, mad. But like they vote each for each other. Yeah, I don't know. Like that was a weird. What one. a what a cop out. But I think voting for Alton is the obvious thing. He gets voted in pretty handedly. It's like eight to three to one to one because of Derek and Nehemiah's whatever. And then there's a critical scene. So Cyrus is back at the house because he's uh, obviously he's not allowed to participate in the deliberations. People are returning to the house. Someone, I forget who, tells Cyrus, oh, it was Latarian, tell Cyrus, yeah, we voted for Alton. Alton and um, Yazella are walking into the house. Cyrus stands up and extends his hand to be like, hey, like, may the best man win. And Alton snubs him. <laughs> How do you feel about handshakes in general and this snub? It's just unnecessary. But, like, I get yeah. it. Like, he, in Alton's mind, he's disrespecting. He felt disrespected by, you know, Cyrus wanting to throw him in. So he's going to return the favor and disrespect him back by not shaking his hand. It's petty, but man, petty makes for good television. Sometimes not mad at that. <laughs> it is. I'll say like in general, I don't like handshakes. I feel like handshakes are overdone. Okay. I'm not a big handshake guy for me. There's only like a few occasions in which you do hand like shake hands. Okay. The first time you meet someone, at the conclusion of that first meeting, if you agree to a deal, or if you're congratulating someone. Okay. But I will say, I agreed 
I thought Cyrus, because like Cyrus and Alton, that conversation they had where Cyrus was like, I think you sabotaged me. Although I don't agree with what Cyrus was saying. It was sort of like a civil but competitive conversation. And it certainly started in a place of friendship and respect. Mm-hmm. And for Cyr- from Cyrus's position, by trying to shake Alton's hand, he's trying to continue that like respectful, competitive vibe. Right? Like, let's go get it sort of thing. And for Alton to be so petty, I didn't love. And Latarian didn't love it either, because Latarian witnessed the whole thing. Yeah. No, it was a weird one. It was definitely a weird one. I would remember that if I was Latarian. Definitely a weird one. Um, basically, we get a party scene, right? But I guess what we're getting to really is Alton and Yasella. That was... Yeah. Uh, mm. I mean... Yeah, there's something going down there, right? Yeah, well, what I like is, so, at first we see them at the party, sort of off to the side, Mm -hmm. having a little chat, and she, like, pivots the conversation, and in my head I was like, this is such a, like, come on move, and Alton... I didn't think was reading the signals, but she talks about how like scratched up her arms are. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, how'd you get scratched up? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, my guy, she's trying to a draw attention to her body and B invite you to like touch her arms and hands to like, she's trying to like invite you to initiate contact. And he's not like quite doing it. And then we get to like, the night camera in i think i assume it's yazella's bedroom because she was sitting on the bed and he was sitting on a chair and she's like massaging his foot and like sort of working her hands up his calves i'm like buddy like read the room what's happening here like this is a beautiful woman that's making her intentions abundantly clear Mm -hmm. eventually he got the hint but i was like man she's laying it on thick and like i'm not i'm not criticizing her for that i just wish he was quicker on the uptake yeah yeah i mean it was it was interesting and i i I was actually surprised that they played it out as far as they did like to give the three seconds of okay the sheets are covering and yeah that's what's going down okay cool i was surprised to see that i didn't think they were doing that on this season of the challenge but they showed us that it's it's rated r sheldon this is true there's a lot more swearing there's a lot more language for sure so it makes sense um but we get to the elimination and it you could tell that it looked like a strength challenge like as you walk in right but then tj comes in with a twist and he said you know there's no lifesavers anymore but now he says it's a double elimination meaning whomever your partner was when you lost that person is going down with you so beth now joins cyrus down there and alton has to pick who his partner is going to be this is an epic twist that i want to see in every challenge season going forward yeah because it just raises the stakes of the strategy like you force people to go in you force people to pick their partners you force people to choose their alliances wisely it just adds such another great level to the gameplay what did you make of the twist i love this twist 
and to extend your logic especially to like port it over to the like real challenge and like the more competitive seasons that means that people who are perhaps not as good at eliminations yep. or as are not as physically dominant or like good at puzzles or whatever they have much less value in an alliance and like we'll focus on this season as an example big easy's stock just plummeted as an example mm-hmm. right or, or to a lesser extent katie's stock like they might be your friend they might be good at the politics game but if like as your alliance member their ass is on the line yeah. Right to again to like bring it back to the actual like the real challenge. Look at the Big Brother Alliance. Mm-hmm. Josh does not have as much value as he once did. Like it's frankly not as good enough to be like, oh, we love Josh. He's so sweet because like you also need people in your corner that can go when the bell rings. Yeah, no, totally agree. And, so and Alton, when it comes time for someone to to choose someone when the bell rings. He goes with arguably the most experienced eliminations competitor of all time, Anissa. What do you think of that choice? Would she be your number one as a, I thought it a, was a, a really good partner? Pick. I thought it was a good pick. I mean, the other thing too was seeing what the challenge was going to be. It looked like you needed someone who could help you pull the, the I don't know what you call those, bins, trucks down the track. I don't know. Walls? Walls, sure. And so Anissa would definitely be able to help. So I think that was a good pick. I also think that's an interesting uh, part of the twist as well. The fact that you get to see what the challenge is and then pick your partner, right? I think that part's pretty interesting as well. But as we get to it, it was called over and under, right? And basically you had to pull, as you said, pull the four walls down the track. Then you had to grab a medicine ball throw them over each wall. One person had to go over the wall. The other person had to punch through the wall. And then you had to do that over and over again. And I think it was the first to four uh, would win. So with Alton and Anissa, Alton being the Spider-Man that he is, he's going to climb over the wall. But for Beth and Cyrus, it's going to be Cyrus climbing over the wall. But the problem is here. Cyrus still has his bum ankle. So immediately they're at a disadvantage. And I mean, right then and there, we kind of knew it was a wrap, no? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And like, I have it in my notes. This seems fucking terrible. Like, this would be so physically demanding. Either, like, either task would not be easy. (laughs) You're right, like, um, Cyrus and Beth get lapped almost immediately. Like they get, they're on the first lap and Anissa and Alton are already on their second lap. And it's because Cyrus, every time he jumps down from the wall, he like, he's landing on his ankle. And like your, your choice, if you're dropping down is either go more slowly and like lower yourself down the side of the Mm -hmm. wall rather than like jumping down or make a conscious decision to land on your good ankle which is just asking to hurt your good ankle. And then both of your ankles are messed yeah. up. I will say I was very impressed with both teams. 
right? I was impressed with Cyrus's grit. I was impressed with Beth for helping him. It, she starts like giving him boosts and like basically she's bracing against the wall and he's like using her as a step stool. Yeah. He's got to be like 230 pounds. Yeah. Like that is like to take that weight on your back or your shoulders as Beth would be brutal. And then Anissa and Alton are just killing it. Like yeah. I was impressed with all four. I'm not going to run any of them down. What do you think of their performances? Totally agree. I mean, they all gave it everything they had, and especially coming off of the last elimination where someone quit right before it started. It was cool to just see, you know, even though Cyrus and Beth knew very early on they were going to lose, like they got lapped, I want to say, by this third time maybe. But, you know, they still tried. It's not like they stopped. Um, Cyrus was still trying to jump down. You know, Beth was still trying to help him, as you mentioned. It was just good to see them go out and, and put in work like that on the way out. Uh, but I think the question here is, was should Cyrus have picked Big Easy? Uh, I think you like to go against. You yeah, mean. to go against. Yeah. Because obviously oh, they granted his wish. For sure. And, and it's interesting, right? Because if you if we play this out, right? Yeah, the easy answer is, yeah, of course, big easy. But the other part is Cyrus can't climb because of his ankle and neither can Beth. So let's say he picked big easy to go against, but then big easy picks Kellyanne or one of the other girls. Because probably, like, who would you think is some of the other girls that would have been able to climb the wall if big easy can't? Which I think big easy, big easy might be able to. Right, so I don't know. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say Kellyanne because, uh, I mean, I know she's big into yoga, mm -hmm. but she's pretty tall, yeah. and she's quite fit. Very fit, very strong, like, for sure. I'm, but like, I don't know in terms of strength how compatible yoga is with like rock climbing, mm -hmm. but she would have like good arm strength, right? Like those downward facing dogs do impact your arm strength yeah and your grip strength which would also be important yeah i just think too you know either way it's highlighted that going against alton was just the wrong play it was just a wrong elimination yeah for that at all and he thought it was going to well, be a headbanger, we... right he was just banking yeah. on the fact that it would be a one-on-one -on -one headbanger especially after we saw alton climbing the house for funsies yeah <laughs> One thing I do so, want to bring up, though, I did sure. notice that when they were gone or when TJ was saying bye, he did say, you guys are done for now. I know we'll be seeing you soon. Mm -hmm. I just made note of that and it just made me think, like, wait a second. Is there like is there some weird twist coming that we don't know about? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, is there a shadow house, a shadow bracket or whatever? Know. But. You know, as mentioned, Cyrus wanted a, a physical one, one-on-one -on -one against uh, Alton, which who knows if that'll ever come. But shout to Anissa. She did a good job. She is such a beast in eliminations. I like Anissa more and more. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember when I first got into the challenge, I was not an Anissa fan. But I, like, I think she's good TV. I think she's smart. I think she's funny. I think she's an underrated competitor and like our standard go-to metric is would we want to hang out with this person yeah. and i would definitely want to hang out with anisa 
like she seems like she's fun but also like low-key and it'd be good conversations like i'd for sure hang out with her no that's fair i have to ask sheldon who killed it for you this week so this is a weird one but i'm gonna say cyrus did and it's just because i like the fact that he gave his all he might have made the wrong decisions he might have made the wrong move but he gave his all in the challenge going up the the hill carrying all the weight for alton and on a bum ankle and then he gave his all in the elimination and i know it's it's counter because you know mvp who killed it's normally someone that comes out with wins and cyrus came out with zero wins but I'm giving him marks for effort. I love that he gave his all. And I again, hey, maybe I'm just jaded by the fact of what happened in the last episode of someone just quitting for whatever reason. But hey, uh, Cyrus earned my respect, whatever that's worth. And he also earned my MVP, a.k.a. he killed it. What about you? <laughs> I'm giving a reluctant MVP to Alton. Okay. And here's my logic. I did not like how he performed in the daily competition. This has been a problem with Alton in the past. And I mean, it really is the past past since he hasn't been on the show for like a decade. But he tends to gas out. He tends to have, you could call it mental toughness. You can call it popcorn muscles. Yeah. Either way, not a great look for him. But that said, my guy got two W's. Yeah. Because he made adult friends with Yazella, <laughs> yeah. which is certainly a W. Mm-hmm. And he won against tough competition. And it wasn't just that he was the superior athlete, but he looked at his, his choice of potential partners. And I think he probably made the best choice. I agree. He could have like absolutely crushed it with like, I think maybe a Kendall or a Kellyanne would have been very competitive. But Anissa was a great choice, especially if you're Alton and you're like, well, I've got the climbing side of things. I just need someone to like punch through some walls. Anissa's your woman for that. Anissa has a mean right hook. (laughs) So, you know, that's two, two and a half W's as much as I disliked how he performed in the daily competition no arguments here how can the good people find you on social media uh you can find me on twitter at shell alexander on instagram at sheldon alexander of course like and subscribe on blast podcast you can find us on youtube and twitch what about you you can get me on twitter and instagram at j chidley hill and until next week this was you killed it you Killed it.